Hey everyone. Okay, so we're on a new night just for this week. We have a Friday night special. Um, we have a really important show, but before we get to that show, we want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Classic Bar by Sherry. Do we still have the Libra Lounge deal going on with Sherry? Okay, so when you go to the Mind Body app and you look up the schedule for the studio at Fem Fatale, you look for basic bar is a basic bar is a classic bar classic bar okay if you're a beginner do not go to the other bar class because those hoes be on the ceiling on the side all around a pole you don't need that class you go to the classic bar by sherry's class and if you mention the libra lounge you get ten dollars let me see it's five dollars off of your first class so make sure you do that and make sure you're following the studio at femme fatale on both facebook and instagram also, Facebook has just updated our top fans list. Producer James didn't want me to say y'all's names, though. I just said, like, name the top 10, not all 97 of them. It's 29. Okay. He See, he don't appreciate y'all like I do. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are loyal. Y'all are kind. Every now and then when we get a newbie on the page and they start talking shit, I don't really have to say anything because y'all go into attack mode for me appreciate that so here is our new top fans list now look if i mispronounce your name that's not my fault that's your mom's fault she gave you that name she spelled it differently i'm just gonna do the best that i can all right so here we go i'm gonna try to do it as fast as i can <laughs> you think i'm gonna fumble stumble oh i know names. you're gonna stumble at least you're not gonna try it with an accent like last time oh what, what kind of accent was it was it a british accent it's, what was it it started that way how'd it end it ended like you Southside, were a, like a drunk Houston, Scotsman. Northeastern. It's really <laughs> okay. So, our new top fans are Kristen Allen, Ardette Phillips, Juana Vasquez, Rachel Causey, Simone Booten, Tammy Swanson, Misty Raven, Donnie Stanback, Amanda Silva, Jeannie Simmons, Tina Washington, Net Ford, Valerie. I want to say it's Cuffy, Kara Alexander, Alicia Hinkleman. Natisha Rigsby, TJ Jones, Sarah Haywood, Melinda Smith, Jan Jackson, Shanta Trice, Erica Don, Mickey Bet Betancourt, Kat Medlock, Michelle Acevedo, uh, ooh, is it? Oh, it's Acevedo. Kimberly Moore, Jeanette Sanchez, Kimberly King, and Malika Green. So I told my daughter to pick a number between 1 and 29, and she picked the number 4. So, Rachel Causey, you are the winner of our I Speak Fluent Petty t-shirts. Contact me through the Libra Lounge, and we will get that to you ASAP. Again, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, some of y'all, I swear I feel like y'all are my cousins a little bit, because um, we just vibe. We get each other, okay? Um, anything else as far as that goes? No. No, make sure you're following us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we are also going to be posting more videos, just short videos on all of our social media platforms. So give us any kind of feedback that you guys see, or if you want us to talk about a certain thing, let me know. I'm not going to listen, but you know, you could just still let me know. Um, anything else, Producer James? Uh, no, those are called petty moments. Petty way. moments. <sighs> 
What did we do? We did two this week. What were they about? Um, the first one was about the child's play. Oh, yeah. 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 And how Chucky just don't look the same. You know, when Chucky first came out, we were in elementary, right? That was elementary, late elementary. Uh, maybe you. I'm a lot younger. Okay, you're stupid. So anyway, do you remember Chucky looked bright and vibrant? I mean, his cheeks were plump and they were up and, you know, his hair just kind of looked like a ginger kid who just came back home from daycare. Yeah, it looked like a toy that you'd actually want your kid to have. Yeah, it really did. Okay, so the new Chucky, I don't know what happened. I don't know if, like, their budget was shorter and they just kind of threw the shit on there. But Chucky looked kind of bad. I mean, even for as creepy as he was the whole entire time, he looked just bad, like he had plastic surgery, and then it kind of melted. And then his hair, it was all combed back, like it looked greasy or something. I heard somebody say he looked like a ginger uh, Bruce Jenner. He really did. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Wait, well, but we have to be politically correct. We have to say Caitlyn Jenner now, not okay. Bruce. Okay. Wait a minute, or he looks more like transitioning Bruce. Like, he looked like Bruce when he was... Three weeks before the full operation to become Caitlyn. That's what Chucky doll looked like. So here's the thing. So Chucky, Chucky almost fucked up my whole relationship with my Cricket doll. Do you remember Cricket? Oh my God. Yes. yes. Like I was petrified of Cricket, who I loved so much. I was an only child back then. So she was really my girl. But Chucky, I, I didn't trust Cricket after watching Child's Play. I just, I just didn't. And I still don't tr trust people with blue eyes. There's something devilish about it. It is. I mean, between the Hitler stuff and then the Chucky doll, I just, I don't trust people with blue eyes. I mean, I tolerate y'all. I just don't trust y'all. I don't want y'all in the family. You know what white people say about black people? I love black people. We just don't want any in the family. That sounds about right. <laughs> All right. So if you are a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It's time for the gab. We know. She has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. All right, so this week, oh, this one was a tough one. Uh, Beth Chapman, who is married to Bounty Hunter extraordinaire, Dog the Bounty Hunter. She was also the co-star of Dog the Bounty Hunter TV show that was on A&E. You know, we kind of watched her go through her cancer battle the last, what, two, two and a half years. And, man, I I, I thought she was going to beat it. I thought she was going to beat it up until uh, really Friday when she had to be rushed to the hospital. You know, they actually just got done filming for a new reality show, and she was filming last week. So, you know, I was really taken aback. I love Beth. Um I like a woman that's a little bit trashy, a little bit, you know, prissy, and she just didn't care. She was a shit talker, but I like a shit talker, especially when they can back it up. So um, she she just was that girl, that chick. You know, she always had her nails done, her hair done. She loved her family. She was so loyal, and the funny thing about it, it's really not funny, but someone asked me on a post that I made about Beth, you know, was she a smoker? Because what she ultimately died of was lung cancer. And no, Beth didn't smoke, but everyone knows her husband, he smoked like a chimney. Like he's even got the skin that, you know, when someone smoked for so many years, their skin looks like old leather, 
you know, um, this one was sad. I really felt this one. It's weird that, you know, you watch people on TV, especially reality shows, you really start to feel like, you know, these people and, um, someone, Oh God, who was that guy on Facebook was like, Hey, didn't Dollar Bonnie Hunter run? He said in the N word. He did. He did say the N word. And I bet you've said it too. So I forgave him. We moved on. We made up and you know, I, this was hard. Um, you didn't watch the show. You watched, you watched it, you know, with me in the house having it on. Um, they did a lot for Hawaii uh, with the ice epidemic. Um, but they also had a home in Colorado. And they were just the go-to people for, you know, if you couldn't find a fugitive. Um, I think collectively together, the her and dog had 12 kids. That's a lot of damn kids. I don't know if I would marry someone with that many kids. That's a lot of child support. But Beth did it. She was ride or die. Um, so our hearts most definitely go out to Beth, Dog, and their entire family. And, of course, the people of Hawaii because, you know, they brought a lot of attention to Hawaii, um, which ultimately brought a lot of money to Hawaii as well. So um, speaking of someone else who is, lar who is larger than life, uh, Lizzo, I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing me and Scholar play Lizzo music, right? How would I know what Lizzo music is? It's usually a song with a woman, and you're like, can y'all turn that shit off? Oh, I thought that was every song y'all played. It's not Cardi B. You know, you guys know how producer James hates Cardi B and how much me and Skylar love Cardi B. Um, so Lizzo, um, she's a girl like me who's all about female empowerment. Um, she's got, like, the anthem for every woman who's broke up with a man. She's tired of his shit. He ain't about shit. And she ain't going back, period, point blank. Stop calling her. She changed her phone number. So Lizzo is that chick. She's actually from Houston. Um, she plays the flute. Um, now everyone is trying to, what? Black people can play the flute? I, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. What? It was that. I, it just came out of nowhere. Sorry. She plays the flute. Okay, great for her. I, that's awesome. She's <laughs> such a hater. <laughs> um, so Lizzo is all about female empowerment. Uh, Lizzo is a big girl, and she doesn't give a fuck what society says about how she's supposed to look, what size she's supposed to be. Um, she can sing her ass off. She recently was at the BET Awards, and she was everything on there. She actually had her dancers. They were like on a wedding cake. Like, they form, like, all of her dancers are thick dancers, which I love because, what, James? You know, he always Quit. has something slick to say. Nobody can see me. It's like when you, uh, I can when, see you, and I they know. can see me, and they can see the look on my face. They're like, producer James over there talking shit. Yeah, but you could just be making that face for no good reason. No, just to you're call me usually out. doing something. All right. Yes. Right. Uh, I'm not, I don't like to make those faces. Those faces are going to mean I'm going to need Botox in, like, the next 10 years because I'm always frowning at you. So, no, I would appreciate it if you just sat there and just were a producer and looked at your screen and didn't make side eyes at me or anything like that. But y'all know how he is. Anyway, so uh, Lizzo, it's just, she, when you listen to Lizzo, the next time you see a man, you just kind of say, fuck you. Keep on walking. Get out of my face before I slap you. Uh, and she's all about the thickness. So, but sometimes... Lizzo, sometimes you just do a little bit too much with the thickness, okay? I saw that video of you walking through the airport with a thong on. Just a thong and a top. That was a bit much. Because Lizzo about three bills. That's a lot of ass to be walking through the airport. I mean, for real. I know your mama called you too. I'm sure she said, Melissa, give me $500,000 
and I'm not going to blast your ass about having your ass literally all over Intercontinental Airport. But keep doing your thing, Lizzo. You you make me feel empowered every time I have on your songs. Call me, though. Call me, call me, call me. Because I, fe- I feel like we can do something together. Don't you, can't you see me and Lizzo? You know, I introduce her before she comes out, you know, and I walk off stage and then I come back on stage and do a little dance or something like that. I think Lizzo and Keisha. I like it. It has a ring to it. <laughs> All right. So our friends over at Bayou Animal Shelter are in desperate need of like everything. Um, there's been like, do cats have a certain time of a year that they just like to have sex a lot and have babies? Yeah, it's every day. Okay. So they have like the cats over there is okay. The movie Gremlins. Okay. One of the cats got wet and like all these smaller kittens just started popping out. Okay. They have like 500,000. Um, that's my new number now. 500,000, 500,000 kittens over there. Some of them need to be uh foster because they need to be bottle fed. What else are they out of? They need, Oh, they need funds for medical care for some of their dogs. They also need donations of supplies. They look, they just need everything, write a check, send it over to them. They can use it. Um, and don't forget, we're still trying to get them into their new building because the building they're in now it has to be the breeding ground for okay so hepatitis c is is sexually transmitted and through blood right what's like hepatitis a is there such thing yes do clowns have it possibly yes it's the breeding ground for hepatitis a you can't tell me there's not like some dark monsters and corners and stuff like that I don't know. It looks like a place where criminals go to hide and breed. It, it's horrible. It it doesn't smell well. And the workers as well as the animals deserve so much more. So if you can at all make any kind of a monetary donation, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar, please do so. And you can, what is their website? He lying, y'all. He don't know. He was about to say, he was about to say something, but it was going to be a lie. I saw the look on his face. But go ahead. What's the website? I honestly don't remember. Okay, it's probably www. I don't know Bayou Animal Services, something like that. We'll put it up there when we post the video. Um, but yes, anything, anything, anything. If you want a cat, please go get one of the kittens that are over there. Um, if you remember the last time me and producer James had a kitten from over there that we were trying to get adopted, we gave them diarrhea by feeding them bacon. So I don't think we're allowed to really do anything else with any of the dogs. Wait a minute. So not just that one. That was one time we had animals from there. The next time, you remember when we did, what was it called? Operation Save a Whole Dog. When we drove all the way to San Antonio to pick up one of the shelter dogs and bring her back down here. So update. Yeah. Give them the update. The update, is, which one? Like the bad update or the good update? No, the good one. I mean, we, we told okay. the story, but uh, I think well, We didn't the tell dog. them about the, the attack. Oh, no. Well. Like- okay, so no good deed. No good deed. So we go, we get Hope. Everything's fantastic. I mean, Hope looks at us like, hey, I know you guys are here to rescue me. I'm so happy. I'm just going to get in the truck and lay down and make googly eyes at you guys. Uh, oh, hey, you guys, y'all, we stopped at Wendy's. I ate a hamburger. I ate french fries. Everything was going great until we get to my dad's house. And just to make a long story short, there was a full dog fight which led to stitches and what else? Antibiotics? What else? I, it, it was just. Oh, stitches, antibiotics, tears, mm. 
regret. Screaming. Screaming. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, but it happened to the other dog because Hope ain't no punk. She didn't go down like that. So anyway, Hope is still up for adoption. I do appreciate you guys sending in donations like you promised for Hope. But now she is officially ready to be adopted. So you can go to Bayou Animal Shelters page and you can type in Hope online. I don't know if you can do that or not. But look for Hope's name and you can adopt her. I think that's something they should do. Yes, and by the way, it's BayouAnimalServices.org. Fantastic. All right, so speaking of dogs, you all know my toy poodle, Sushi. You know him because he's cute, he's fluffy, he's petty, he has a little bit of fug in him. Um, He's mixed race, but he's like Drake. He identifies with his black side more. He hates producer James. He hates Skylar. He hates everyone except for me. He's a very good judge of character. So anyway, last night, a petition was actually started on Facebook for Sushi to have his own Facebook page. Producer James, um, I don't know. I feel like Sushi already thinks he's a celebrity. He, he walks around looking at people like they're poor all the time. I don't know if he is ready for his own Facebook page. Well, I, given how many types of Facebook pages I see nowadays, I think entitled, petty, and mean is exactly where he belongs on Facebook. Okay, so you know what? I said if he gets 50 signatures, I will let the little booger have his own Facebook page for like a week. Anything more than a week, I mean, he's really gonna be like, I can't talk to you right now. Speak to my manager, have your people call my people. I think it would be too much for him. It would go straight to his head. Um, But I think we should do something special. Like if he does get 50 signatures, I don't know, do we donate something to Bayou Animal Services or something like that? We could donate him. I'm just saying. Always trying to keep the black man down. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Are you looking to lose weight, improve your posture, have muscle definition, increase flexibility, and reduce stress? If you answered yes, then Classic Bar with Sherry is the perfect, invigorating, and dynamic workout for you. Bar technique is extremely safe and is designed to stretch and tone with a splash of cardio. The method is the foundation of ballet with the flow of yoga. To learn more about Classic Bar, Call Bar Instructor Sherry at 281-678-8037 or stop by the studio at Femme Fatale located at 689 FM 517 West, Suite 300, Dickinson, Texas 77539. Your first class is only $10 and if you mention the Libra Lounge with Keisha, you only pay half. Make sure to follow the studio at Femme Fatale on both Facebook and Instagram. You can also email Sherry at baryoga at gmail.com. That's bar, B-A-R-R-E, and yoga at gmail.com. All right, welcome back to the Libra Lounge. So, you know, I decided after, you know, we've had some community shows. Um, our last one was with, who was it, the... The breastfeeding mom from Texas City, uh, we gave her a chance to come on our show. Before that, we had some of the gentlemen that were running for city council positions. So, you know, based on the feedback that we received, I want to, once a month, try to have something, uh, a show that's community-based, give a voice to people that may not necessarily have a voice 
or you know they need a larger platform so they can be heard so that's what we're doing tonight um i have in the studio with me d frenchwood say hello hello um d is from dickinson which is this my hometown where we have our studio and our boutique um her sister Ariana Parham, is that, did I say it yes, right? Yes, okay, if I say it wrong, I just, sometimes <laughs> with words, especially with R's, I get a little bit, yeah. you know, and I have a little bit of a list too. <laughs> um, her sister has been missing for just a little bit over a year, and not much attention has been given to her case. Um, it's been some months since I've heard anything about the case, period. So I invited Dee to be on the show so that we can get things moving once again in Ariana's case. So I'm going to start off by asking Dee some questions about her sister so we can just kind of get to know who Ariana is, okay? Um, tell us about what's the age difference between you and Ariana? Um, I'll be 23 this year, and she just turned 19. Okay. What was it like growing up with her? Um, I didn't grow up with her. Okay. We got the same mom, but mm -hmm. um, I was five when I moved. Down here, she lived in Dallas. Okay, so how did y'all connect? How did y'all, you know, um, when she was eight, she moved down here with my aunt, mm -hmm. and um, it was closer to home. Okay, yeah. okay, so you guys got to yeah. spend time with you. Mm -hmm. So, was it the typical little sister, big sister relationship? Um, it grew into that, it grew into that. Yeah. Okay, um, was she is she like a typical teenager because she's 18 years old, right? Mm -hmm. I have a 17 year old daughter, so I know everything is about uh, makeup, hair, hair extensions, yeah. uh, clothes, boys, all of that. Is she? Is that kind of the stuff that she's no. into? No? no. What is she into? <laughs> she um, she like watching YouTube. Okay. She like reality shows on YouTube. Okay. Um, she like music, watching people dance on. YouTube and okay. that's really her. Oh, yeah, and that's a, another typical teenager <laughs> yeah. thing is YouTube. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah, my daughter is on there always watching makeup tutorials. And well, yeah, stuff my like sister that. didn't like makeup. Really? She didn't like it. She's like a black <laughs> unicorn then because you like don't hear about yeah. a, you know a girl her age not liking makeup. I'm a drag queen, so I always. Well, I don't think it was face. so much of her not liking it. I don't uh -huh. think she was just really into. I don't know. Well, she you know, makeup now it's it's. It's like a job, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's very time consuming. So yeah, it takes up a lot of time. You know, I was thinking last night, I was like, you know, my daughter and Ariana went to the same high school. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, my daughter's going to be a senior this year. Um, when would Ariana have graduated? Uh, this year that just passed. This year that just passed. Yes, okay. Right. So I have a question for you, and I, I just thought about it now. So since Ariana is still missing, did they do anything special at the high school during um, graduation? I reached out to Dickinson High School. They told me that they was not going to do anything. But the night of graduation, um, the Val valedictorian, yeah, mm -hmm. she said my sister's name. Wow. So That was very nice. Is mm -hmm. there a reason why that they didn't do anything? I don't know. They didn't give an explanation. Mm -mm. They well, just I, kept I'm, telling me no. Oh, okay. Write that down, Producer James. It's noted. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I was introduced to you through a mutual friend that we have, Noelle Bruce. Yes, um, I know she was very, very passionate about Ariana. And, you know, for a lot of missing girls of color in our community, um, so, you know, that's how I got your name. And I'm like, you know what, you know, what's, what's going on with it? I haven't heard anything. So did you become Ariana's caretaker? Yes. How did that come about? 
Um, Cause you're so young. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was going through things at home with my aunt. Okay. And I guess she was just tired. She went to school and told her counselor that she wanted to. She have a sister that has her own house, mm-hmm. and she wanted to live with me. And so when she approached you about living with you, how was well, that? Well, she didn't. The counselor oh, called really? me and told me, hey, you know, your sister's here, and she said she's living with you. And I said, okay. <laughs> so you just said, okay, like that? Yes. Really? Because sometimes I don't even want producer James to live with me. <laughs> yes. So taking on a teenager, a teenage girl is a lot. Yes. There's a, I call them bipolar highs, bipolar lows, because you just never know what kind of mood they're going to be in. <laughs> One minute they're happy, then they're sad, then they're mad at you, you don't know what you did, then they love you so much. So that's very big of you to take that on. Yeah. Did your friends ask you, why are you doing that? Are you no. crazy? Really? No. Wow. And so do you have any kids of your own? Yes, I have four. Four? <laughs> yes. And she in here with this uh, black dress on, <laughs> looking like she has never produced a child. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I silently hate you a little bit, but it's just because I'm jealous. I'm just, you know, just ignore me. Um, okay, so that's even more so. Mm-hmm. You have four kids, and then you take on the responsibility of a teenager. Yeah. How did you balance all of that? That's a lot. Um, Is that just how you are? I guess. you know my mother always says that black women we just take whatever's thrown thrown at us because that's what we've always been taught to do is to be strong Mm -hmm. and be like that pillar of strength but i commend you for doing that because i don't know if i would do that (laughs) she wasn't supposed to stay with me as long as she did she's supposed to left the weekend and end up staying so really well that's but that says a lot about Mm -hmm. you though as her (laughs) sister that you know one, she trusted you and knew that she would be okay in your mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so take us through the day that Ariana went missing. Um, it was a school morning. She, um, I woke her and my children up because mm-hmm. they had to go to doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a little after 7 o'clock in the morning. I know the buses had just ran, so mm-hmm. I woke her up and I was like, hey, you know, how you getting to school? And she said she was catching a bus. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, don't worry about it. I'll take you. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in the bathroom and I started getting ready. And I heard the front door close. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came out the restroom, I was told that she had left. Okay. And I didn't think too much of it. I just thought maybe she was just mad because uh, we had a disagreement the day before. Okay. And um, usually every day around lunchtime at her school she Mm -hmm. would call me Mm -hmm. and she didn't okay after school she would call me tell me where to pick her up she didn't and Mm -hmm. that was the same day of dickinson graduation last year okay so i thought and my sister was a year behind so i thought maybe she had a friend that was graduating Mm -hmm. and she wants to go to to the graduation even Mm -hmm. though her not telling me still wasn't right like her Mm -hmm. i just thought maybe that's what she was um, I was on social media just keeping up with the updates, seeing what mm-hmm. time graduation was going to end. And after I seen it ended, um, that's when I started calling around. Mm-hmm. Um, I started calling a number that she would call me back. Whenever she was calling me, like mm-hmm. from school and stuff, she would call me from a number, and I called the number back. Um, and nothing. They, nothing. I called, got reached out to her friends. And no one knew. So do do you know if she made it to school that day? She did not. 
So she never made it to she school that day. School. Okay, so it starts off as a, a typical morning. You guys had a disagreement the night before, mm -hmm. and I know how that is with a mm -hmm. teenage girl. They give you the silent treatment, yeah. and um, but she wasn't even like that. Really, the whole time afterwards, she was, "Oh, I love you, sister." She was kissing all over me, and I was, girl, I was, right. mad. I was just <laughs> mad. I was like, girl, but, yeah, yeah. She wasn't. I didn't see her being mad. She she was never just mad at me. So when she was holding a grudge, not talking to me. So, you know, even with her not calling you, you haven't heard anything from her. So you don't know what made her go out the front door that morning. It wasn't to catch the bus because the bus had already left. Did she have a cell phone on her or anything like that? She had my daughter's phone. Okay. Um, did she, did you call her on that phone or anything like the that? The phone was off. She was using Wi-Fi. Okay. Okay. All right. So at what point did you start thinking something has happened? She's not just upset or she's not just hanging out with her friends. She's not at graduation. At what point do you like, okay, there's something wrong? After graduation. Okay. So what did you do? I called, first I started calling around, and then after that, um, I called the police. Okay, so did you speak to any of her friends or anyone yes. that she hung around with? Uh, her best friend, I spoke with her. Did she see Ariana that day? No. She didn't see her that day? No. Okay. Um, did the school, by chance, like, did they send, like, the little notification whenever a student doesn't show up? They did? Uh, yes. They did that? Okay. Yes. So you knew then that she wasn't at school? So what were you Well, it didn't, they didn't send it to my phone, okay. I mean, to me, because she was still in the system. It was still uh, my aunt. Okay, so she got that yeah. call. Okay. So once your aunt got that call, did she inform you that Ariana was not at school? No, because it was going on for a few days, and that's part of the disagreement we was having. Oh, she wasn't going to school. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I'm assuming that your aunt contacted you and said, hey, Ariana hasn't been going to school. I've been Well, it wasn't calls. so much of her not going. It was her being tardy for school. Okay. Getting so. to school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so graduation's over. You've called her friends. You talked to her best friend. No one has seen her. No one has, has heard from her. Mm -hmm. So what are you thinking at that point? Um, that she went back to live with my mom in Dallas. Okay. Is that something that she had mentioned before yes. that she might do? Yes. But how would she even get there? I don't know. No, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So you're thinking, okay, well, by that time, it's really the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. It was. Okay. And you're thinking maybe she went to her mom, your mom's house. So do you mm -hmm. reach out to your mom? Yes. And and what do you tell her? I just was, I told her that my sister was missing and mm -hmm. um, she was on the phone with me when I was, I, whenever I was talking to the police. Okay. So when you call the police, like, you know, for us, we, when, you know, we see things like this on television. Mm -hmm. So, and I know that it's probably so totally different, you know, from the dramatization that we see on shows or movies. So when you call the police, Dickinson police department, mm -hmm. what did you say? What, how did that go? Um, I was, I told them that I wanted to report a missing person Okay. and they came out and, um, the officer spoke with me, and at first he didn't want to do anything because he was like, you know, well, she's 18. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't nothing that they can do. Okay. And um, he was right there while we was listening to all the different stories that we was being told. And he mm -hmm. was like, okay, hey, I'm just going to file it as a missing person. Okay. And um, he started helping me. Uh, mm -hmm. We were searching, and um, once we, the information that we started getting, mm -hmm. Um, 
when I would report it to them, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I already knew this. He already told, he he knew it already. He just wouldn't tell me right what was going on. Right. Then I was no longer able to speak with that man anymore. And okay. that's when they transferred me over to a, the um detective. Okay. So this is what we know mm-hmm. as of now. Ariana walked out of the house after seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. She didn't tell anyone, she didn't tell any of your kids she was leaving by nothing. No. You just heard the front door closed. She doesn't go to school. She doesn't go to graduation. She's not been in contact with any of her friends, no family. So you you call the police, they come out. What are you and your mom saying to each other at that point? Cause your mom's all the way in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So she was just wanting me to find a child. Right. So. Right. Okay. So what made the police officer go from, there's nothing that we can do. She's 18 to, okay, we're going to go ahead and file this as a missing person. Because of the stories that was, it was, everyone was all over the place. They were saying that she was with this person, that person, and it was just, it was a lot of stories. Even from the very beginning of you, you know, by the time you contact the police, you're hearing all these different mm-hmm. stories. So what, yeah. can you tell us what any of those stories were? Um, you don't have to give us names or anything like that. But basically they were just saying, oh, I think she's with this yeah. person, or I think she's over there. Mm-hmm. Were they giving you different people's names? Yes. or just, it was so, a lot of people's names. So, do you think any of those had were true at all, or just people just saying stuff? At the moment, I, I thought they, uh, I don't know, I don't know I, what to think. Yeah. I honestly didn't know what to think. Right. I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe this is true. And right. when I would reach out to those people, it was like, no, I didn't hear from her. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, because yeah, I would be the same way. Every single thing someone mm-hmm. threw at me, I'd be like, we got to see because mm-hmm. one of them could be true. Okay. So at that point, they've already filed the missing persons report. I have to ask you, how how was it, what was it like working with the police? It wasn't a good... It was not. So, okay, so were the police, were they not sympathetic? Were they not helpful? Were they not, you know, informative? They was not doing anything. Um they would listen to the stuff that I had to tell mm-hmm. them, but they stopped answering the phone for me. Um, what do you mean they stopped answering the phone? When for I would you? call them for information, they wouldn't answer the phone. They, they wouldn't would, call you back. They would. I leave messages, emails. They would not reply. Um, I end up changing my number, mm-hmm. and I got transferred to the detective. Okay. And he answered the phone. Of course, I got a new number. So right, he didn't know it was you. He didn't know it was me. Okay. Um. And from day one, it was always, oh, uh, we'll get back with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll say they have information, but they can't discuss it with me. Mm-hmm. It's not, It's been horrible. So if they have information, is there a particular reason why they wouldn't share that with the family members of the missing person? That's not how it's supposed to go. Well, I mean, and I don't know the details, but, but sometimes during an active intubation, it's, there's some information that if shared, could compromise or, you know, could make it more difficult. Or especially if you tell somebody in a family something and then they tell the person who might be of interest, Mm -hmm. something happens there. But again, I have no idea what the details were of this case. Do you think it was a situation like that? Or do you think it was a situation where they just, well, I know for me, 
and I'm just trying to, as much as I can, put myself in your position, I would feel as though I want to be informed about anything and everything having to do with my sister being missing. Even if it's like the smallest detail, I still want to know. Yeah. Okay, so the detective answers the phone because he doesn't think it's you. Mm -hmm. um, did you ask him why had he not returned any of your phone calls, emails, he or anything? He said he hadn't been at work. Okay. So usually when someone's not at work, don't they, you know, give the case over to someone else? Or usually, if the, isn't there like two? Okay, I'm now, mind you, I'm only going off of what I see on television and, you know, <laughs> law and order and stuff like that. But isn't it supposed to be like two detectives work, working on a case together? Okay. And, but there, there was not. Okay. All right. So it's been over a year now. I know that I heard about Ariana's story. There was also another missing girl around the same time. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? I yeah. think she was um, half Hispanic, half black, mm -hmm. but they found her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the person that, she, I think that ended up being a situation that she was with a boyfriend, was it? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So everyone kind of assumed maybe there was some kind of connection between yeah. Ariana and that uh, young lady, but there wasn't. Okay, um, I I I'm just kind of what you what babe? Well, I was gonna ask. I mean, did they did they interview all the people who were mentioned, like the people that she had been seen with, or, or did, I mean, well, did, whenever did I do told some them, kind of follow up. Yes. Okay. They did. Okay, but that, that didn't. Of course, that didn't turn up anything compelling. It doesn't sound like. Well, I they told me they did, that they did, mm -hmm. but. You just have to go by what they yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you and your family, did your mom come down from Dallas? Yes. Okay. She did. Um, I can't even imagine what that drive or flight yeah. was coming down here. Okay. So once your mom is down here, what does the family come together and decide? What do y'all say to one another? It was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a mess. Everybody was pointing fingers at everyone. It was a mess. Yes, because I mean, it, in situations like that, emotions are yeah. heightened, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you always want to blame someone else. Yeah. Why weren't you watching her? Why don't you know? Well, why weren't you here? And that's just basic human nature, especially when everyone is hurting so bad and frantic to find the person that's missing. So once things calm down a little bit, do you guys do organized search parties? Or we we have with Texas Echo Search. Okay. Yes, we love Tim. Yeah, uh, he does so much for uh, so many people. Yes. Okay, so you guys get with EquiSearch and you start looking. And I think I remember that going on. That's about the time that I came into contact with Noel. Yeah. Okay, so everyone's looking for, where Where are y'all looking at? Um, Dickinson, Hitchcock, it was everywhere. Okay, so basically all of Galveston all of, County. Yeah. So at that point, are there any any kind of leads? It was There's no, nothing. no real leads. It was always he say, she say, you know. So it's like almost she walked out of the front door and just went into, yeah. I mean, what about the phone that she had? Your daughter's phone was mm -hmm. they were they able to track that, or was she using it, or anything like well, that? Well, after um, she came up missing, and we realized that she had my daughter's phone, mm -hmm. um, my aunt actually cut the phone on. Okay, okay, but it went straight to voicemail. Went straight to voicemail. Mm -hmm. have, were they able to find that phone? No. no, I don't even think they looked for the phone. 
Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be right back with D and we're going to talk some more about the, the case of Ariana Parham being missing. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Keisha, the host of the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast and web series. If you follow me on social media, you know that the Million Harris is one of the sponsors of the show. I've told you all about the great hair products for both men and women that they have, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to actually see some of their hair bundles. Here they are. What I did was I ordered both 20 and 22 inch Malaysian bundles and a frontal from the Million Harris and took them to my stylist and had her make this unit. Yes, this is actually a lace front unit made from the bundles I purchased at the Million Harris. I usually don't wear this much hair extensions, nor do I wear it this long, but I really, really love it. The hair feels amazing. It looks great. I've been getting compliments everywhere that I go. So make sure to go to her website or stop by the shop and get your order on. She's got hair products, bundles, and mink lashes. Make sure to use my discount code LIBER20 for 20% off your total purchase. Okay, welcome back, you guys. Uh, we have in the studio this evening, D. Frenchwood. I'm kind of like a little bit obsessed with your last name, Frenchwood. It sounds like so Frenchy. Yes, it is. It's come from Francois. <laughs> Francois. I always wanted, thought mm -hmm. I would marry someone with like an exotic last name, and then I got stuck with Owens. Mm. No, I just thought, you know, you know how girls are. We think about, oh, what's my last name? I'm sorry, Jesus. I'll let it go. Let's just move on. Okay. All right. So we're talking about the case of 18-year-old missing Ariana Parham, who's been missing for? A year. Over a over year. A year. Okay. May, over a year. May made a year. Okay. Um, there's still, I can't believe there's not been any kind of legit lead. That's just, that's mind-boggling. Just like she walked out the front door and disappeared. I mean, no... Has anything been found? No. Nothing of hers. Nothing. Okay. What has life been like since your sister went missing? Very depressing. Mm -hmm. Empty. Um, we had just started bonding. Mm -hmm. And she had a bond with my children. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. So what yeah. have your... what? What do your babies say? What do they do? They made up a little song about my sister. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's bring my nanny back, please. They walk around the house singing it. Yeah. Because how old are they? Uh, my oldest is six. And mm -hmm. um, I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. So there's no way that you can just fully explain it to them that they would understand. No. You know, um... So your mom, your mom has gone back to Dallas. Yes, sir. Um, how ha has there been any rifts in the family since this happened, or has everyone kind of bonded to come together to find her? No, no, no. no. So, do, are you primarily on your own as far as trying to find Ariana here? Yes, I mean my people, they care. Right. Well. They care, of course, mm -hmm. um, but I guess people have their own lives. They don't really. Yeah, that's you know that's the problems. that's the messed up part. You know, it, it's the case when someone passes away. You know, you're like you want to tell the world, pause. Mm -hmm. You know, this person is no longer here. My heart is broken. 
but life just goes on yeah. and it, and it's sad but it seems like the bulk of everything has rested on your shoulders and you're so young and then you have your own family you have your own babies mm-hmm. but you're still carrying you know the weight to. of your sister i have to yes <laughs> Okay, that you're, I mean, it's very commendable of you to do that. I don't know if you realize that. You know what I mean? For you're 23, 24? It's 23. I'll be 23 this year. For you to do that when most 23-year-olds <laughs> are worried about going to the club, what they're going to wear, their hair, dating, and things like that. So, I mean, that says a lot about you, and I hope that at some point you have a moment to just breathe. I mean, that's a lot. It is. Breathe and tell yourself that you are doing everything that you can for your sister. Okay. Do you think the community the community has forgotten about Ariana? Yes. Why do you say that? Um I know that like I'll post something and people will just be like, Oh wow, like this girl's still missing. Mm-hmm. And um I guess it's because it's not out there. It's not so she's missing from our small town and our town is small okay so this is someone that like i said she was at the high school with my daughter Mm -hmm. so there has to be kids that she knows that that these kids still they they have to know you know what i mean they still reach out to me a lot of the the, kids yeah the kids Mm -hmm. a lot of them still reach out to me and ask me if there's anything they can do to help right um yeah, it's it's a lot of the kids, the uh, um the nurse at her school because she had a real bad asthma. Okay, her nurse at her school reaches out to me. What is the nurse's name? Erica. What is Erica's last name? Is it Flowers? Hollister. I don't remember. I don't. Or is that. it Perez? Or is it Nurse Erica? No, there's two <laughs> of them. There's nurse. There's Erica Hollister. I think that's yeah. the lead nurse. And then Christy Perez is the other nurse. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so they they reach out to you, but yeah. nothing like from the school district or no. the police or anything no. like that. So what did I, I got to ask, because you said they didn't do anything for, for this past graduation, which which seems. But she, she it wasn't just that case, too. I heard that about another student another, who passed away. Yeah, yeah which I is. Think it was like November I, or something. Yeah, it was during this school year. Mm. Yeah, which I'll just go on a limb and say is disgraceful. Um, have they, did they offer anything over the past year? Anything? Nothing nothing from the high school, nothing from the school district, nothing. No outreach, no, no counseling for any, that's a shame. And I'm glad he brought that up. How are you able to take care of yourself? Have you, you know, gone to therapy? Mm. Who, what's your support system? My babies. Your babies. Yeah. Yeah, my baby. And here's the funny thing about kids, and they don't know, Mm -hmm. they don't know it, but we draw energy from them Mm -hmm. because they're so non-judgmental, and they just they're there. Because I mean, I've had hard times, and you know, I can hug my child, and just Mm -hmm. that unconditional love it gives us that little bit of energy, that spark that we need. But that is a lot on you. Do you think that it has changed you? the way you parent your kids yes yeah yes i bet you i you have to be like have a level of fear all the time and i have all girls 
Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's scary, that's scary anyway. Let's that's scary. That. Yeah, just cause we have one girl, and it's just like I couldn't that's imagine terrifying. more than one. I, have I mean, there's sometimes we're like, oh god, here she comes, because you just just never know. <laughs> so, you know, last year, people started to say that there's an epidemic of missing young girls of color, mm-hmm. not just here but around the country, and. It's true. It's it's so true, and it is so scary. And people say that you know, if these girls look different, if they were uh, of a different, a higher economic background, or if they were a different race, that they would get more attention. Do you think that's the case? Yeah. You think? Why do you think that? Um. I just I don't know. I just know that whenever like. For instance, with the police, they was like, oh, she's she's 18. Then on top of that, her, the color of her skin, she's black. Even no. with her being 18, it doesn't it doesn't take away the fact that she's missing. Mm-hmm. That no one just walks out of the front door and vanishes into thin air. So you haven't felt supported by the police. You haven't felt supported by... Um, the school district, and that's really sad because we're so big on, you know, Gator Nation. We come yep. together for everything. And then here's a child who is still missing. Not just missing, there's been no trace of her. There's been no clothes found, nothing from the cell phone. She has very bad asthma. Mm-hmm. So does she take medicine every day for yeah. her asthma? Yeah, she didn't take any medication. She didn't her. take any medicine. with. So when she left... She, she planned like on she, returning. Yes, yes. She didn't ride the school bus. You don't know of anyone picking her up or giving her a ride. Did she even know anyone that that she was close to who would have who drove who would have picked her up? It was stories. There were stories. So yeah. did she have a boyfriend, girlfriend, anything like that? Not that we knew of. But mm-hmm. when she went missing, we was told she had a boyfriend. I guess. <laughs> so I was this so. a person that you knew? No, no. Um, did the police question him? Uh, they reached out to the um, to him, but I don't think they got a response. They, well, don't you supposed to go talk to him again if you don't get a response? I guess so. Have you talked to this um, young man? Yes. And so when you talked to him, did you feel as though he did know something? No. You don't think he knew anything? No, he was scared. He was scared. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think we've touched base on why you think that, you know, she hasn't gotten a a lot of attention, but I will say that there are some people here in town that they don't want Ariana to be forgotten. Um, Noel Bruce being one of those people, you know, she reached out to me again and she was like, here we are a year later and nothing. You know, um, so right now, are you even working with the police or they, I'm sorry, are they working with you? No. So there's been nothing. I spoke with, uh, the last time I was talking with the um, detective that's over the case. Uh Is that Oliver? Yes. Okay. The last time I spoke with him was in January. And what did he say? Uh, That's when I changed my number. Okay. um, All he said was he couldn't tell me anything that they knew of mm-hmm. and he was going to get back in touch with me and has he reached out to no. you since then and i spoke with the fbi as well i reached out to the fbi so were the fbi more helpful or was it more the same thing the same thing he actually told me that he's been working the case already 
But did you even know that no, the FBI not. had no, been working the case? No. So since January, have you heard anything from the FBI or from the local police? I reached out to the FBI in uh, May. And what they say? Um, just the same thing that he said. The same thing. That was the last time I spoke with him the, that day. So when you talk to them, because I know me, and I I would just be throwing things at them so much, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even come up for air. So mm -hmm. are you saying, look, it's been a year. We're in May. We've heard nothing. There's been nothing. What do you know? Tell me something. What can I do to help you guys out? How can we work together? Is there just none of that? They just are, it's yeah. like a block. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, here's something interesting. That's, um, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it because I don't want to be too hard on, on police. But here's an example. If you look at Dickinson's website, the city of Dickinson's, mm -hmm. there's an unsolved crimes list. Here's the only three they put on here. They put financial identity crimes, mm -hmm. robbery, theft, and violent crimes. Mm -hmm. There's not a single entry here that talks about missing, missing. people. Which you are know open what's cases. crazy? It's a lot of missing people out of Dickinson. It's a lot of these cases in Dickinson. Yes. It's, they don't even talk about them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would care more about visibility for missing people, especially right. missing children, than I really care to know who just stole somebody's credit card from the gas right. station. Yeah. I, I so is there a reason why there's yeah. not a picture of Ariana and the other girls or boys or people that are missing on the, is that the police department's page or That's the city, the city of, Dickinson, of Dickinson? And there's no mention of it. No, there's now, no entry for missing at all. It's just uh, financial identity, mm -hmm. uh, theft and violent crimes. And okay. under violent crimes, there's only two, there's, there's a sexual assault and a murder one from 2009, one from 2013. So no nothing even current, no, basically. No, current. Okay. So was there a point where Ariana had a billboard up? Yes. Where was that billboard at? Because I can see it in my head, but I can't remember where it was. Um, I believe that was the digital billboards. Okay, so. All of the digital. It was on the digital billboards. Yes. So that's the one that's we're going forward. That back. Yeah, we're also getting that back put up. Oh, well, that's great. Okay, so who, who how were you able to get that back up? Um, a friend of mine had to take care yeah. of it okay um if ariana is watching or listening right now what what do you want to tell her to come home come home come home and we miss her no questions asked no. nothing just come no. home if someone has her let her go let drop her, her off no questions asked um you just want her back yes and if someone what what in in your heart what do you think has happened to ariana and i hate to ask that question but i have to i don't think anything bad has happened to where she's no longer here mm -hmm. i don't have that feeling mm -hmm. um i do feel that she's somewhere that she's not wanting to be right um yeah i she's been taken you think someone has taken yeah. her away what do you remember what ariana says she wanted to be when she grows up she didn't even know what she wanted to be. <laughs> I remember she told me she was at school one day and um, she was looking up a big old house. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm coming to live with her when she graduated. After she got out of college, I'm coming to live with her mm -hmm. and me and all my kids. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was going to have their own room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So right now. The billboard is coming back up. That is fantastic. Um, here's information on Ariana. 
Um, Ariana is 18 years old. She's a black female. She has black hair. She's 5'4", 125, so she's she's little. Yeah. Um, brown brown eyes. Um, she has a darker skin complexion. Um, let's see. She's been missing since May 22nd, 2018. Um, this is what she was wearing last. She had on a blue or turquoise zip-up sweater, blue jeans and blue shoes, a gray hoodie and uh, blue jeans. Those, Those are were, things she could have had on. Yeah. Okay. She also suffers from asthma. I, I know that has to just panic you that she's been without her medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you or anyone else has any information about Ariana, if you've heard anything, if you think you remember something that happened, something that was said, something that she may have said, if you're somewhere and you hear someone else talking about something that sounds like her case, contact, who is this? Texas EquiSearch. Texas EquiSearch at 281 309 Nine five zero zero. Um, is there a particular person they need to ask for? Uh, Tim Miller. Tim, we love you, Tim. <laughs> um, also, you can email info at Texas Ecu. That's E Q U U Search dot org. Um, and we have a page for her as well on Facebook. a Facebook page. Yes. Okay, what's the name of the Facebook um, page? Where's Ariana Parham? Okay, and I'm behind the page. So. Okay. Um, one quick question, just for anybody who might be listening: what which area of Dickinson? Did this happen in case anybody doesn't um, even know what happens and thinks right about something? Okay. Right, right by Church right. Village. Okay. Yeah. So right by Church Village. So right there. Deets yeah. Road yeah, area. Yeah, Deets Road. Okay. Deets, Deets Road, Road Railroad area. Okay. Yeah. So anything. Don't 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 be at home thinking like, I think I heard this. Even if you think, mm. just let someone know. Because you never know. It could be the smallest detail that can lead to some kind of answers. Um, Ariana. Ariana's family still wants her home. They still love her. They still miss her. They're still waiting. So um, anything, if you have her, let her go. Drop her off. I'll pick up. Yes, <laughs> anything, okay? And again, the number for Texas EquiSearch is 281-909-9500. Also, the Facebook page is? With Ariana Parham. Where's, and that is A-R-I-O-N-N-A. Last name is P-A-R-H-A-M. You did a fantastic job. Is there anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Just if you have anything, just let me know. Let her know. Her sister, her sister and her nieces yeah. are all still waiting for her to come home. And I want to thank you for coming out. I know this isn't easy. Um, coming on to the podcast and thank you for continuing to, you know, this young lady is so young and she has taken on, you know, not only just custody of her sister, but basically, you know, she's spearheading the case to try to find her to get answers as well. So we as a community need to get together and most definitely help out in any way that we can. If that means that we've got to put pressure on the police departments, then we can do that. Okay. Um, and we will be right back. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. What episode are we on? Like 51. Episode 51, you guys. Can you believe it's been 51 episodes? Um, Again, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Anything else? Oh, most definitely go to the Bayou Animal Services page. See what they need. They need everything. They need fosters. They need people to come adopt cats. It's like an explosion of cats over there. Um, They need food. They need uh, puppy pads. And they need anything, anything, anything. They also have an Amazon wish list. So check that out. Any monetary donation you can make if it's a dollar. Fantastic. Do it. Okay. Um, And most definitely, if you're looking to adopt an animal, please go to Bayou Animal Services. 
Um, anything else? I think that's all of our show notes for tonight. No, I think the only thing I'd add would be um, if anybody has an interest in uh, the story we just talked talked about, mm-hmm. if you're a lawyer, if you're any kind of uh, public activist, anything, I think it's a good thing to get involved with. Where's Cornell X? We may need him to come down here to Dickinson. Uh, easy, Tiger. Oh, okay. Too far? Too much? Yeah. All right. So... You know what time it is. It is time for me to award the Bitch Please of the Week. Bitch Please. You be rolling down the street telling stories. Bitch, you never tell the truth. Bitch Please. Everybody know you lying, bitch, because all you do is lie. Okay, so... I have in the studio with me, um, Megan, I'm, I'm going to say your last name right, Al Shire. Yes, ma'am. I said it right? Yes, ma'am. Give me $100, James. Okay. So I actually made a post um, because we do this segment just about every show, um, but I like to give voice, voice, a voice to other people. So I made a Facebook post saying, hey, I'm looking for another bitch please of the week. If you know anybody, know anything, and boom. I started getting comments talking about an incident that happened to you and your family um, about, what, three weeks ago? It was about three weeks ago, yes. At Kima Boardwalk, which for you, because the show is national. So Kima Boardwalk is basically this area by the water where there's restaurants, hotels, um, amusement park, um, all kinds of stuff, okay? It's a money trap. Yeah, it's part of of Landry's, which is part of Golden Nugget, which is all owned by uh, Tillman. Tillman. Yes. Okay. So Megan, your story was brought to me, not by one, not by two, three, not four. It was like eight different people. Wow. I did not know that. Yes. Eight different people. I had not heard your story at all. And each person was so passionate. And I'm not even sure if you knew any of these people. No. Um, They were very passionate about what happened to you. They were upset and they were basically saying, Keisha, can you put this on the show? And I'm like, of course I will. Um, So here we are. Megan, please tell the Libra Lounge audience what happened when you and your family went to the Kima Boardwalk. We uh, live in Baytown. Mm-hmm. We, um, first of all, I might have a son. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Deacon. Mm-hmm. He is in a wheelchair. Okay. He walks a little, but he tires easily. Mm-hmm. He was born with... Um, a muscle and joint condition called arthrogryposis multiplex congenita. Oof. Basic, that's a lot. It basically means um, all of his joints are stiff, mm-hmm. crooked, or in a fixed position. Okay. He has had uh, eight different surgeries mm-hmm. um, at the Shriners Hospital for Houston to help him be more mobile and, you know, a- able to do right. other do things. Okay. And it, we had some family in from out of town. We don't go to Kima often because it is a money trap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but they wanted to go down there, you know, and we wanted to show them a, a little bit about where we live. So mm-hmm. we went down there and had dinner, and that was nice. We didn't have any problems getting uh, up and down the elevators to the restaurant we visited. Um, and so our family wanted to walk around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're walking around and there was an ice cream shop, uh, upstairs. With some, and it's upstairs. With some I know exactly yet. where it is. So my husband and him, his cousins went up the stairs and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the elevator. I'll see you. I'll see you up there in a minute. Right. 
And I get around to the elevator, and there's a big old sign that says, elevator out of order. Okay. And I'm like, you know. Right. There's nothing that says, this elevator is out of order. Yes. But there's another one here, or there's another one there. Right. So I followed the signs to the elevator, because I'm Mm. not really familiar with their layout. layout. I don't, like I said, I don't go there frequently enough to be familiar with where everything is. Mm -hmm. Um, A lady passing by did mention that there was a ramp she says oh there's a ramp down there mm-hmm. okay there's a lot of down there yeah. in the, so, at the yeah. boardwalk so i walk the entire front of the building mm-hmm. where all the the shops are mm-hmm. in the hotel and there's nothing but stairs there's no signs there's no there's no anything leading me to to a ramp and so i was really frustrated mm-hmm. and it it just it pisses me off because yeah. i should be able to just go where I need to go right. and get upstairs and not have an issue. Right. I saw plenty of people out there with walkers and wheelchairs and, you know, did they want to go upstairs and couldn't? I, right. I don't know. Right. Anyway, so I called, I snapped a picture. That's the picture that ended up online. I sent it to my husband and I was like, well, it looks like we won't be coming upstairs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had asked two employees mm-hmm. with the blue came of boardwalk mm-hmm. shirts on if uh, there was another option to get upstairs because the elevator was out and right. they were both just like, sorry, you know. Because a lot of the, especially during the summer months, a lot of their employees are teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, so I was just like, I didn't want to call, I, I love to cause a scene sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we, we, She's my kind of girl. Yeah, I do. I, I like to cause a scene sometimes. Mm-hmm. When, when things like that that I'm really passionate about, it right. just angers me. I try not to do it in front of my son mm-hmm. because I don't want him to feel like a burden. Like yeah. I, like he makes me angry. Right. But it's not that. It's the just the the situation. The situation. Yeah. Um, so my husband was like, "Oh, let's we're not we're not gonna make a big deal, Megan. Don't mm-hmm. you know? Just yeah. just calm but down." But the mama bear comes. Yes, out, I was you know? so angry. I was like yeah. fuming. So we we walked the other direction. They came downstairs and. And, of course, I spent more money on crap that I shouldn't have because I felt bad that I wasn't able to get right. my son up to get the, the ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. It was just frustrating. And I just really, really feel that there should be signage. or yeah. Or their employees should know how to tell somebody where a ramp is. It's really yeah. that simple. Yeah, it's it's not something that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's signage for everything over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have a problem with pointing you in a direction of something where you can spend money. Exactly. Um, but yes, most definitely because if it's a law, correct, that you have to have places that are wheelchair accessible, right? Yeah, so with the ADA, um, they understand that sometimes temporary interruptions can occur, but even when interruptions occur, like a broke, uh, broken elevator, they're still required by law to provide a way to access the business that they're providing. And that, that, here's the thing with her situation was that the elevator was not working, which that happens. Um, it happened when I was there last summer too. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? But the, the fact of the matter is that there was no arrows. There was no nothing to tell her where she could go to get upstairs. Yeah, it sounded like there was no way to receive actual assistance because of the failure. And then the employees that she did approach didn't know. You know, that that within itself, your employees don't even know their surroundings, you right, know. Right. Um, 
Well, on top of that, your employees obviously don't have a vested interest in making sure that people are are taken care, care of, of at yeah. the place where they work. Did anyone say, I'm not sure, but let me help you find, nope. let me take you here? Nope. No one. Nope. I guess that's what that's what angered me the most. There was, was no sympathy. Exactly. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I don't know, sorry. Right. And you it's know? hot here in Texas, so that doesn't help at all either, but it's just plain wrong. Um, how much do you think the chemo boardwalk makes a year? Oh, it's millions. Easily millions. millions. So millions. to me... I think being able to put up a few signs, letting people know where an elevator is, where a ramp is, is not a big deal at all. No. You know, that would co that the cost of that is nothing compared to what they make a year. Yeah, and taking maybe 10 more minutes in employee orientation to, to it, yeah, to impart train your the staff. Idea, yeah, to strain and mm -hmm. to impart the idea that customers are important right. and should be cared for in the best way possible. Right. Yeah. I think because that's going fair. to the Kima Boardwalk, I mean, okay, wait. Once you get past how hot it is from the parking lot to wherever you're going, once you get over the shock of how high everything is, you should have a fun time. Yeah, exactly. It should be a relaxing time. It should not be stress inducing. It should not make you feel bad as a mom it shouldn't make your son feel bad because it's neither of your your fault right and you I, know i realize there are lots of things that are inaccessible mm -hmm. and i'm really good at detouring right his mind i mm -hmm. mean he's 11 so it was a lot worse when he was younger but mm -hmm. I, well we used to be able to just pick it up and carry right. him but he's 100 pounds now yeah, and i just you know, yeah I it's heavy break my back yeah up the stairs so and you um, shouldn't have to. Exactly. I just, it's just really, it's something really simple that would have prevented the it whole a, thing. Because that's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got family there. Yeah. So it's, it distracts from what you actually came there to mm -hmm. do. Yeah. And if it, Kima, I mean, they're visited by people from all, all, the, time. all the time. Yes. All over the place. So you know, this just has not happened to you. No, no. It's, yeah. It's had to have happened to you. Yes. Other and, it, and it shouldn't happen to anyone no. because no one should go there and be made to feel like, as you said, a burden mm -hmm. because you're not able to access a place that, you know, you're supposed to be able to go to. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I was telling you before we started, I went there last summer and um, I have lupus. And if it's a bright, sunny day, just like that, all my energy's gone. And so we looked for an elevator out there too. Mm -hmm. And well, can you believe it? It wasn't yeah. working, you know? So it's just, but my situation is completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but your son is 11. He's going to this fun place. He should just be able to have fun. Did he say anything to you? No, he he didn't. I think he knows he knows me by now. He's like, uh oh, and she got like, that look oh, on her no. face. Uh uh. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in his you know, in his head and in his heart, you know. I know was, he knows it. I he know does. he feels it, and I yeah. try, I try to make things simple. I try to just be mm -hmm. like, okay, well, elevator's not working. Let's mm -hmm. go over here. Right. You know. But I should be able to access things with him right? the same way everyone else does, yeah. with ease. Yes. And there should be no problem. Employ I, you know, it's one thing that the employees did not know, but the fact that none of the employees said, you know what, I don't know, mm -hmm. but let's walk over here. Or don't they have, like, walkie-talkies yeah, or look, something like that? I did. I looked for a type of hut or stand or right. whatever for, for customer service. Nothing. And I did. 
I didn't see anything. That doesn't mean mm. it's not there. I didn't. I did not see it. Right. But it was just the fact that you did ask employees, and they were non-helpful. Yeah, they were just yeah. like, I don't know, and it showed no interest in trying to get you the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And it, how many of y'all went there that day? There it was a group of um, four, uh, three, four. There was eight of us. So y'all spent a nice chunk of change there that yeah, day. We spent about a little over a hundred dollars on dinner with just yeah, just me just and my dinner. husband and my son. Yeah. So y'all spent plenty mm-hmm. of money that day. How hard would it have been to take five minutes out of their day and say, "Let me find out the answer for you"? Yeah. yeah. And there was nothing. And you know, I don't think people understand just that person saying. I'm going to help you and acting like they care. Yeah, is enough. Makes all the difference it really, in the world. It really, really does. The result could have been the same. It could have been like, I just, I don't know. I'm trying. But knowing that someone actually cared mm-hmm. makes a huge, huge difference. I agree. I agree. So, Kemer Boardwalk. I'm not even sure exactly who I should address with this one. Is it Tillman? I don't want to get on Tillman's bad, bad side now. So, who, Kima? I'd say Kima Boardwalk, whoever is the property manager for Property area, manager at Kima Boardwalk. Is, it's probably Landry's. Landry's. Yeah. Give me the right person, James. Come on now. I'm trying to give out this bitch, please. <laughs> Kima Boardwalk. Kima Boardwalk. For you not having, help me out, Megan, all the accessibility. There you go. To where the elevators are or the ramps are, and for not properly training your damn employee. And for not having employees that are informative or care. Yeah, that basically give a fuck. Yes. You're getting the bitch please of the week from the Libra Lounge. And you know what? The right thing would be to do would be to treat this family to an all expense paid, everything over there at Kima Boardwalk. Everyone, should we make them go to their website and file a complaint? I'm sure they have Facebook and comments, and and not that we're going to, you know, tell people what to do. I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to take five minutes out of your day. Go over to the Kima Boardwalks. I'm sure they have a Twitter page. Everyone has a Twitter page. And let them know about Megan and Deacon, because this just not, this is, believe me, if it happened to her and her son, it's going to happen to someone else, and it's just not right. So if you just send an email, anything like that, because Megan already you were given to like the public relations department. Yes. And that was what, 25 years ago. You still haven't yeah. heard anything. <laughs> it was the day I, it was, this happened on a Friday night mm-hmm. and I called Monday morning. She still has heard nothing back. It's been almost, it's been almost three weeks. Yeah. Not a sorry. She said they call back, no callbacks, no nothing. Like, come on. Everyone loves chemo boardwalk. Not me. Cause I don't like any using parts. I don't like kids. I don't like heat. I don't like water. None of that. But she and her family loved it enough to go out there. And not only did they go out there, they took their family who was visiting out there as well. So at least respond to her, tell her something, apologize. Let her and her family know that you do care and you do hear them. They're not just another number. So people, I'm asking you to get on your phones right now because you're already on your damn phone watching the show. Um, make a post on your Facebook page, go to the Kima Boardwalk's Facebook page, or you can go to their website and you can email someone and let them know, hey, what is going on with this situation? Why have you guys not done anything? How can we get this to change? Okay, do it, do it, do it, do it. Megan, I am extremely sorry that that happened to you and Deacon. And I hope that by coming on the show, we can at least get you some kind of response to the issue from that day. Yeah, I and, hope so. I hope so. And thank you for being a great mama bear. Thank you for inviting me. I 
enjoyed being anytime, here. Anytime, any, anytime you can come back, okay? Uh-huh. And tell Deacon we are rooting for him and we're going to, something, we're going to get something for this child because <laughs> that was just rude, it was mean, and it was just, I don't know, I don't like stuff like that. I don't like for anyone to never feel like they're not important, like they don't matter. I don't mm-hmm. like that. And we most definitely don't want Deacon and his family to feel that way, okay? So make sure you tune in next week. I can't remember who's going to be on the show. Next week is... Of course, producer James' ass knows who's well, going to be on the show. Who's going to no. be on the show? Next week is reality of wrestling star J.J. Blake. I ain't even know that, y'all. So, uh, uh, yeah. He's probably going to show me some wrestling moves so I can kick producer James' ass. That'd be pretty cool. I kind of like that. So, all right. I'll take it. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, make a complaint to the Kima Boardwalk. Please, 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 please. And thank you. We will see you next Wednesday. Bye.